are so very good to your people, Lord. You are so very kind. Lord, each one of us, if we could take hours and hours, can tell of how your mercy has saved us, how you've spared our lives, Lord, that, that we've come to the understanding the only reason we're standing here breathing right now is because of your divine favor. Satan has tried to kill us so many times, but you said, no, you weren't done with us, Lord. We appreciate you tonight, Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord. What an honor it is, Lord. What a privilege it is to be able to have a relationship with you in this hour, Lord, in this day when so many other hearts have turned away from you, so many have refused you, so many have told you no, Lord. We consider it an honor to bow at your feet, to give you all that we are, to surrender all that open every door of our heart, Lord, we consider that such an honor. We love you, Lord Jesus. I pray tonight that you bless your people real good tonight. Your word says that the way that we overcome is through your blood and the word of our testimony. Increase our faith here tonight. Inspire our faith tonight. In your precious and loving name. you more mercy, that he grants you a greater portion of heaven, that you would know his favor, that you would know his life, that you would know his presence in this place tonight. Right, Ezekiel chapter 36, we'll start right there at verse 24 and then we'll jump over to the book of Luke. Ezekiel chapter 36, he said, for I'll take you from the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean. From all your filthiness, from all your idols, will I cleanse you. He said, a new heart, a new heart also will I give you. A new spirit will I put within you. I'll take away the stony heart out of your flesh. I'll give you a heart of flesh. I'll put my spirit within you, cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments and do them and do them. Now turn over Luke chapter 19 with me. You know when you hit the book of Acts you went too far. Luke chapter 19 and very well known verse here. We know that this is the, 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 the palms and the, all that's given to him and he's coming into Jerusalem and their Messiah is riding in fulfilling scriptures. He rides in uh, right there at verse 37 and when he was come nigh and I, I like that. When he was, that means the Lord Jesus come near. When he was come nigh. What, what, how do you respond? How do you respond tonight when he comes near? Is it just some little, ah, no big deal, some little silly thing, or is it everything to you? The most precious moment of your life when he comes near. How, how, do, you, how do you respond? Let me, let me read to what your brothers and sisters did years ago when he was when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples, this was not just the 12 disciples, don't let your mind think he's talking about just the whole multitude of all that were there, they began to rejoice and praise God with a very quiet voice. No, not what you're reading, a loud voice. 
rejoiced and praised God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. Have you seen mighty works in your walk with the Lord? Saying, this is what they said, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. You may be seated tonight. Peace in heaven. Peace in heaven. Blessed be the King. Now you understand at this time, I, I don't know how you would count of how many kings in a natural sense there had been, but there had never been a king like this one. Never been a king like this one, and never, never been a person like this one before. Never been a person like this one. Never been a birth like this one. You understand that never been a birth, never been a, a, an accumulative fulfillment of scriptures wrapped up in just these 33 years like this one right here. God fulfilling his word. God vindicating his word. The prophet would say God condescending to man. Bringing himself down to man, making himself where you have access, making where you can understand him, making him where you could be able to touch him. Blessed be the king. Blessed be the king. Do you love the Lord tonight? Amen. Amen. We wanted to, uh, being the, the service right before Thanksgiving, this would be our second year that we've done this. We want to take a, some time and have a, a short testimony service. If anyone's got something burning on their heart, um, We'll keep it to a maximum of three testimonies per person, just so we're not here all night long. We've got to keep it down to three. I know every one of you got at least three. You serve a living God, right? Right? A living God, not a dead, stagnant, stale, still in the tomb. No, a God still meets your needs. He still honors his word. He still vindicates that he is here. So I'd like to take this time to, if there's anyone who has a testimony in their heart, feel free to just, just raise your hand. and Is Charity going first by raising her hand or she's just stretching? Okay, then Charity, go ahead. That's not too loud. <laughs> um, and we just sat and talked, just got to know each other. And then as we talked, this went on for like two hours. Then we started talking about the Lord. And I shared with her my experience with the Lord, you know, working on my heart, you know, getting sick. That whole experience is so random. It's rare that it happens to hardly anybody. It's such a small percentage, but it happened to me. But it also, it, it happened to give glory to God so that I could share my testimony with people like her and, and other people just throughout my whole job. So I, I've been looking back just yesterday after you posted that we would have this testimony. I was like, well, I definitely have something to say. And I always want to not be too lazy about giving glory to God for the things that he's done for me. I've always been like that. I was kind of like, well, everybody knows. You know, they were there. They saw what happened. But if we don't take the time to give that glory to God, then we're not doing our part. So we always need to be on, on time for that. And I'm, I have been guilty of not. So just talking to this lady yesterday, I was sharing with her how the, you know, the Lord's been healing my heart. I, I shared with her how our church was established. I shared with her you know, the Lord providing this new church 
before us, which is a miracle. And even this lady who, who goes to River, River Lawn, which is just north of my house, right across from 235 and uh, the 96 connection, she is not even a, even a faithful churchgoer, but she was like, you're inspiring me. And I said, I'm just sharing with you what the Lord has done for me, and I'm sharing with you what the Lord has done for our church. And I look at that, and i like, we should always be doing that. We should always be testifying. And I looked back over my life over the past couple of years, and I, and I saw you know how I got sick and I was too stubborn you know I was like well I'm going to be fine the Lord will work it out it's just winter crud it'll get better it'll get better and then I randomly got this virus that knocked me on my tail for six months until I was smart enough and blessed enough to be able to stand up and accept my healing because that's what it is it's accepting it forgive me if I start crying because I always do when I talk more about the Lord but he's been so so good to me and I, I was, when, when we were in that service in Texas last year, and the Lord put it on my heart to stand up and go to the front to claim my healing, not just to be standing in line to be prayed for, because our healing has already been paid for. So for me, it was just to stand up and say, yes, I believe. I was in such a hurry that I was getting past Emma and Joseph in, in that process that I got a big old honking bruise on my belly because I knocked into the pew in front of us. But I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to slow down. And I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm hard on myself. I, I, I get caught up in worldly things just like you do. I'm human. I always want to try to shuck those things, but I still fight it every day just like y'all. And so for me, sometimes just looking back at little things like that, like that bruise, that bruise stayed with me for a while. It was so big. It was about this big here um, on my belly because they're big old pews. We're so you think some ornate pews down there, but it stayed with me. And every so often I'll think about that and I'll be like, that's just another, another reminder about how God has been good. God, and I was telling Sam right after this happened that I felt like that God was in it for more than just the testimony of the healing. And the Lord brought me into this career that, that I am to help people. The job that I do, it's because I have a heart to help people. And health insurance was never anything that I was just like, oh, you know, everybody needs health insurance. I was just like, yeah, it's expensive. We don't really need it unless you, you have something come up, and then you'll figure it out then. Well, then I had to be that person who had to figure it out then. But God has been so good even with that. Every single part of my whole testimony, I could just share more and more, and I don't want to be that person going past my three maximum. But mine is just an, uh, an ever-rolling thing because it's all tied in together. When I was in the hospital, you know, Sam can tell you about this, I was getting calls from this guy who is a district sales coordinator over at Aflac, Tanner King. He is one excited puppy is what he is, and he was trying so hard to recruit me to leave Liberty National, where I was at before, and come work for them. And I was just like, dude, I, I'm in the hospital. I'm just not interested in talking to you right now. And he kept calling, and he kept calling. And when I finally met with him at the end of July, I met with him, and then I met with his boss, Caleb. I felt like they were just, they were not Christian people, but they were good-hearted people. And I could tell that they had something that made them want to help people. And the more I prayed about that, I really felt the Lord had been letting me experience everything that I, I went through with getting sick so that I would have a heart more you know, my heart got broken there for a little while. It was not in its best shape. But God, he put me back together in a, in a way I can't even really tell you. I used, to, I used to be kind of hard sometimes. 
when other people would go through things, I would be compassionate, and I would be like, yeah, I'm really sorry that you're going through that, but at the same part, at the same time, part of me was still kind of cold, like, you know, that's awful for you. I, I hope things get better for you, but I didn't have that true compassion that comes with experience. And so now, even on something as small as, you know, a commercial on television, if somebody has a heartbreak or they have something happen, I can actually physically feel it in my heart for them now. So I thank God for allowing that, too, for making me more compassionate, for sending me to this career where I can help people in a greater way. And I've actually been able to share my testimony so much more than I ever experienced prior. I wouldn't have even had it in the career I was at before or in that position. So I really feel like this whole thing has just been ordained of God. I mean, nobody wants to think that sickness is ordained, but I really believe that it happens to you to make you better. Everything, like just like the hedge around Job, you know, God allowed this for me for a perfect good reason, and I've seen it help so many people. So tying it all together, not only with the career change and, you know, the experience of that and being able to share my testimony with people, um, thinking back to my meeting with Susie on Monday afternoon, I was just like, it's so interesting how God works in even the smallest things because I, I used to kind of have a prejudice in my heart against people who were not believers because I, I would think, oh, well, you know, you know, that's them and this is us and, and, you know, hopefully God will help them see what we see, but, you know, they're just doing their best. But I got to see that in this lady who is not a faithful churchgoer and I was like, there's still something in her heart that longs for God. So every single person that we come into contact, they were made to worship God. They, they were made to long for God and they all feel that with something not of God. So it's our responsibility to keep sharing him and sharing what he's done for us. So don't let me be the only person to testify tonight. Help us all. I'll tell you what, you put me on the spot there. I'm not even going to talk about my health problems or the surgeries that God has gotten me through. That's not important to me. What I want to talk about is something that some people might understand this. But years ago, when Penny and I first married, we prayed for a child. We lost six. We never gave up. An old man by the name of Bob McFarland said, don't you dare give up. And he stood by us. And that year he said, I have a prayer answered. I believe you're all going to have a baby. The next month we found out she was pregnant. But still there's doubt in my mind because I've already watched this woman lose six. But then the next month came and the next month. Then that baby came. And I got selfish. I said, God, just let me live to see him grown and able to take care of himself. And that happened. And then I said, God, I'm going to be selfish again. Let me live to see him find a good woman, a Christian woman, a woman that will stand by him. And he did. Then I got selfish again. I said, let me live long enough to see a grandbaby. And then I got to hold that little girl. Right after she was born, my wife broke her neck getting us down to South Georgia. I didn't think we was going to make it, but God got us down there safely. And I got to hold that little baby. And then I got selfish again. Let me see her grow. Let me see her graduate. I'm not, I'm, 
I won't ask for nothing else, and that's a lie because we always keep asking for more, don't we? I just told God a lie, but he knew what I was going to do. Then I got a grandson. And again, I ask, let me bless, be blessed to see these two children saved. That's what I want in my life. That became the most important thing. I had been blessed so much through my family. And even though most of my family is so far away, they call, they check on us. Even some of them come all the way from Tennessee to see us. They know I can't travel like that anymore. But it's not important to them. I'm still being blessed. And then I found this church, again, because of my son. And uh, been blessed again, because what do I find out? It's full of Tennessee folks. <laughs> so I've just been blessed all over. I can't ask for more. I, I'm just, how do you say your cup is overflowing? Because it's always been overflowing. So I, that's all I have. That's, that's what I'm grateful for. Thank you. Excuse my raspy voice. Um, I want to give thanks um, that my dad is here with us. Um, I never got to see the doctor's report, but my mom shared that it was a very, very long list of things that were wrong. Um, you know, that were where my dad was very sick. Um, and he's a miracle, and I'm really thankful that he's here and that he has a closer uh, walk with God. Um, I also want to share that um, I was thinking about it on the way here. I have a wonderful um, class of 23 students um, who are very sweet and very loving, and it's completely different than what I had um, last year. Um, so I'm very grateful for that, and um, just for feeling God's peace and comfort um, through all the trials, and just knowing that even though it's difficult, everything um, is always okay, and he's always there with us. Don't be nervous, y'all. It's just talking about our Lord. Um, I used to be really nervous, too, but I, my job has helped me get better with that. One, one thing that really struck me when I was meeting with Susie on Monday afternoon, she was telling me about her, how her aunt got congestive heart failure, too, at 42 and died, and how it struck their family so hard because she was so young. And I got to thinking, man, that could have been me. It really, truly could have been me. And just to be still here. And I think about that with, like, Sister Lynn passing away, just to still be here. It's, it's, it's not because, 
you know, we're, we're not worthy to go forward, it's because we still have a work to do. Right. We still have a testimony to that's give. Right. And, and even something as, you know, sharing with uh, each other right now, that's still encouraging our faith. It's building our faith. Every time you hear a testimony, you, you get that little bit extra mm, to keep on going one day longer, one, one week longer, one month longer. So don't hesitate to share. <laughs> I think that um, I can account only three testimonies. I want to just say that um, Hector's condition and uh, his life being a miracle uh, is, I mean, it's been a very, very, very difficult for all of us. But we have seen God's hands in so many, many ways. And one of them is uh, our church, the support and the love that really, really help us to come through all, all of that. So thank you. I do. Um, I would like to thank the Lord very much for this this church He's blessed me with. As you can see, it's pretty much doubled in this year alone. And I'm so thankful for each and every one of y'all here. And it it helps me every time I see Sister Rosa with a smile. It's I don't say it much, and I'm sorry, but I love you, Sister Rosa. You've been a real blessing to me. And I also want to say I'm very thankful for Him, the Lord helping my niece. She's had a lot of troubles lately, but you can still see her smile now. And I really thank Him for it, and all the family he's blessed me with and well I think that's about it amen some of you don't know but um back at camp in October we, we drove down to South Carolina for Bethel camp and um I wanted to say how I was touched a uh, healing touch I was healed Saturday night so Saturday I got up and I was gonna have a good day I, I told myself I'd have a good day and I was playing around with the kids at one of the courts, and uh, I was diving for a ball. I think I went to dive for a ball. And um, I jumped across a little creek, and it, I landed wrong on my ankle. I think it was this ankle. I think so. So I landed wrong on the ankle, and it hurt so bad. Everybody, t everybody saw how, how bad I was struggling with it just walking. We walked up to the skit that day, and it, it didn't hurt that bad, but it, it started hurting worse when after the skit when we were walking down for lunch and then trying to play games. This is the last day at camp, and I wanted to, to, to just have the best day I could to be the, have the last one there. But um, uh, it took, so I went up to my dorm, and I was going to take a little nap and see if that would help any better. And I, I didn't know, but... Uh, when I took time off the ankle, it hurt even worse getting back on it. It hurt even like double or triple. It just hurt so bad. And some of my friends can, t can tell you that, that I was hurting. I was hurting really bad. And um, it took me 25 minutes to get to my dorm to uh, the games. 
25 minutes, usually a three-minute walk. I was limping all the way there. And um, after standing there, because standing didn't hurt too bad, after standing there talking to some of my friends, I, I told myself, I go back up to my dorm, and this is at 3 o'clock, service doesn't usually start till 6, and I told myself, I go back up to my dorm, and I get ready, and uh, I'll, go to, I'll go to supper. I went to supper very early, and I, I, sat, I ate supper, and after that I went to church, I went to chapel, and chapel's got a steep hill you got to walk up. And that hurt pretty bad, but I got up there, and I was the first one in church, and um, that night they had a prayer line, and they lined up ministers on the front, and I was the second one in line because I knew God was going to help my ankle. And I walked out with no limp. I'm so thankful for that. I walked up, and the deacons were going to send, send the kids to, um, there's a certain group of brothers and ministers, and they're like, you go to one brother and I'll go to the next and the deacon sent me to brother um, I can't even remember his name right now but I, I told him I said the devil was trying to keep me out of the service and he said I believe that the devil was trying to keep me out of the service he told me that and I told him I said what I was struggling with and he prayed for me and I can instantly feel it leave my my leg Even some of my friends saw me running. They're like, are you running? I'm like, I am. I am. I thank the Lord for that. And, you know, I felt like the next few days were pretty easy. And maybe the church needs to know this. Don't be just not emotional and seek help. I thought this would take three or four days. I mean, I'm looking at the elder elder trees, and they're not that big, but they were tall. I've never seen three people work as fast, as hard, as focused as these four were. But it was unbelievable. And it was just, it was done with love. And we had a good time the whole day. And at one point, I look over, and there's Bethany. Dragging limbs just like the Lord. It just blew my mind. I've never seen people like this before. People expect to be rewarded other than God's love and what you get out of it. It just brought back a lot of things that happened to me as a child. Just a lot of things. And seeing this, by the way, I tried to arm wrestle with Levi. It took me five seconds to break that off. My arm wrestling days are over for me. got some good boys here. You really do. Christian boys. If you're going to be around, you don't see a lot of that anymore. You just don't see it. And I know I taught teenagers for nine years. And it's just so refreshing. It really is. It's something in it to see a, see a teenager go back to a young teenager. You don't get that anymore. These are God's great children. You see that? You see them in there? And I'm grateful for them. I'm grateful for you family, everything y'all done for us. When we first moved here, I felt useless. I had been teaching for 40 years. 
and I had no nothing. I was just unpacking, which I still haven't finished because I've been here almost three years, but shh. Anyway, and one day Erica suggested I go see Bethany and teach at co-op, and I thought, oh, yeah, okay. And she was so encouraging, and my last class for co-op, this will be my third semester. Anyway, my last class was last Monday, and I felt so untethered yesterday because I didn't have a class to go to. And also, I'm not the most outgoing person in the world. I was always Matt's mom or Glenn's wife. A lot of times, people wouldn't recognize me if I wasn't pushing <coughs> the wheelchair or walking with Matt. I have never felt the love and the encouragement that I feel in this church. And I thank you all so much. Yeah. I'm still not feeling the best, so y'all just overlook my voice. Um, this year looks a lot different in so many different ways. I didn't know a lot of y'all last year. Any of you Webster's. Um, <laughs> but um, last year I was at a job that didn't always allow me to be in church. And this year that is not the case. I didn't know what I was going to do when I lost that job. And then I lost my car. <laughs> but Erica had my back. <laughs> And I'm thankful for my car. I am. It's not the prettiest little thing, but it gets me where I need to go. Um, and just hanging out at co-op one day, I was talking with Michelle Blanchett about not having a job. And she was like, well, can you bake? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, well, let me give you, the, you know, let me text Cindy. Um she's they're looking for a baker well she texted Cindy and Cindy got me scheduled for an interview that very same day like I knew that day I was going on whatever the next day was to to interview with her and I went up there and they did not hire me as a baker <laughs> but I can honestly say that I'm so thankful for <coughs> my current position um, doesn't pay a whole lot money-wise, but I get a lot of love from some really great old folks. <laughs> so um, my mamma told me a long time ago, and mom will remember this, but she told me a long time ago, Granny was still alive and in the nursing home, and I was talking with Granny about something, and she said, you need to work with old people. So I guess maybe I'm fulfilling mamma's wish to. <laughs> I don't know. But I do love my old people. And um, there was uh, one of the, the guys that I worked with upstairs had a stroke while I was off for um, my surgery. 
and came back and he when he got back from the hospital they put him downstairs where I'm at this guy has so many problems he can't eat red meat he can't have any dairy he can't have gluten he has so many problems but I was super excited he came out for breakfast and lunch today um, he had a stroke and then anyway um, he just has a lot of problems but he was talking to me and we were having a conversation so I'm really really thankful that he seems like he's doing better because the first time I went in his room I didn't even recognize him it was bad like he was laying in bed and he was just kind of drawn up and he was not clean shaven and I wasn't used to seeing him that way and he didn't have his glasses on and I actually had to go back out and look and make sure I was in the right room so to see this guy up he's in a wheelchair still he can't walk um, but to see him out of bed and looking more like himself uh, it was just it really blessed my heart today so um, thank you everybody I love all of y'all can be a little dangerous giving a preacher a microphone sometimes, so bear with me. Yeah. But uh, I just, I, I wanted to share a couple things. Um, one, I want to testify that how pathetic that Satan can be sometimes. It's almost amusing. I woke up today with a headache, and it was just kind of like right here, and, and then I was like, you know, I said, no, I don't accept it. We talked about that, you know, and... And then it kind of moved. But I was being very specific. Uh, we've heard how, you know, God will answer prayers. And sometimes you've got to be very specific. And, and I prayed and I said, you know, you cannot hurt. It was behind my eye. I was like, you know, get this headache out of my eye. So it moved. And I was like, out of here, out of there, out of there. And then it worked. And it's just slowly worked its way all the way back. And by the end of the day, I was like, okay, just be gone. You know, I mean, I know why it was is, is because it was today and Satan's going to do everything he can to keep us out of something like this. 
because that is where our victory comes from is through testimony and of course the blood of the lamb something else i wanted to share is i have a new trainee at work and he he claims to be christian like most you know over 21 white males in america but uh i can see the conviction that's been laid on him here recently he asked me a question the other day and he said so what kind of music you listen to and I just kind of chuckled, and I was like, gospel music and Christian music. And he was kind of like, almost like I saw that coming. <laughs> and then he, uh, I was telling him about when I got laid off last year and how that gave me, God gave me 155 days that was taken away from right after I got married and went to Afghanistan. So he wanted to share one with me today about his dad. And it blessed me a lot more than he probably even knows. He said that something had happened, and his dad was so bad he couldn't move his foot up and down at all. So when he'd walk, he kind of had this real high step so that he didn't trip. And it got so bad that he got a handicap placard and um, had to, like, lifetime handicap placard. And, and then, like, a year later, just all of a sudden, he went to take a step, and, his, and it moved just like it had always done. So now his dad just kind of throws the handicap placard in the glove box and and uh, doesn't ever use it because he doesn't need it, which, I mean, it's good to not abuse it. Um, but keep him in, in your prayers because he's, not that he's going through a lot, but he's starting to see that there's more to being a Christian than just saying I'm a Christian. Right. Nothing that I've done, he just... He asked the right questions, and, and uh, I want to encourage everybody to not be afraid to share what God's done with you, Amen. even at work. I mean, I have a very blue-collar job. If people get to know me, I stand out really bad because I'm not cussing and fussing and wanting to meet at the bar or drag racing down to the froggies down there on hillside so I can get a drive home beer um, it's very common with my co-workers so I stand out and I, I know as humans a lot of times we're afraid to stand out um, we, we, we want to fit in just so that we, we're not the light up on the hill you know we're not that city set upon a hill that everybody goes oh there's something there um, but God's going to take care of us even when we, even when we feel that we're separated, when we're, in, when we're in the middle of that storm and we're like, you know, where are you? Um, I like to think about it before they saw Jesus walking on the water. He was still out there in the storm close enough to know where they were, but he kind of had to let them go through something. So realize that sometimes we got to go through something and although that satan will you know yell and bark in your ear that that god's not there and jesus has left you and you're just forsaken that i mean we went over how many times it says in the bible that you're not and it will never happen as long as you keep your faith in him that he's always there you might not be able to see him but he can see you and he can always see you. And I just I want to encourage everybody with that tonight.
I taught a class during co-op called Mystery Solving. I had 15 kids in my class. I had a set of sisters, and we, the three of us were talking about our, um, the day we got saved and our Christian birthday. And this girl looked at me and said, what's a Christian birthday? So the three of us started telling her. She said, well, I don't go to church very often. One of the girls had a pocket Bible. So we started, we started showing her, you know, well, this is how you get saved. And the next week she came and she said, I accepted Jesus. And I looked at the, I looked at, it's um, the Blanchett sisters. I looked at them and I went, wow. And the three of us just started crying. But, you know, and you don't think, you don't think of the impression you make on people. Now, we very easily could have said, well, it's the day we got saved. Now we have to do class. And we didn't do that. We just took a few minutes to talk. And I'm excited. limited us to three. I suppose I should stick to that, <laughs> even though not everyone has. <laughs> but when you did tell the, uh, said on WhatsApp that we had a testimony session, I think there are only two things that came to my mind, so I'll stick to those two. The first is I'm so grateful and thankful for the church, for our church family. I always joke that when new people come, I'm always just, I look like a pigeon out the window. Oh, new people! <laughs> and I'm always so happy to see our church grow. And the second thing is, is most people other than Joseph don't know that I struggled really badly with depression for several years. And um, it got ten times worse after I had Ella. And so one night I was at the Parkers and I we were talking about complexes. And it occurred to me that this is just something that I can walk out of. <laughs> and so I, the next Sunday I was like, I'm go- I don't care <laughs> what's going on, I'm going up for prayer. And the Lord delivered me completely of it. And I can't believe how much I can't believe how much that's changed my life. While we're clapping, I want to give a special thanks to my mom. She does so much in this church that nobody really realizes. There's so much that y'all don't know that she does behind the scenes that we couldn't function without. 
So I really felt like we should do that for her because we couldn't function without her. So you mean a lot to me, Mom, and I love you. I want to say how grateful I am for you, for everybody in this church. And like she said, when you see somebody come in the parking lot, you just, you're so excited. You're like, people, who, who could possibly be coming in here? They're probably not for us, but if they are, praise the Lord. So just such an encouragement to my heart just to see you walk in the door. I want to thank the Lord for the building that he just gave us. Amen. He might as well have given it to us because he did. Right. And thank you because it, it fits us perfectly. We couldn't couldn't ask for a better building, right. <clears throat> especially at, at the way he did it. That's right. So I want to thank the Lord this year that I had a daughter, Amen. completely healthy, Amen. and doing it fantastic. So that's all I have. So, like a lot of y'all know, it's my turn. We're going to keep bouncing back and forth like ping pong. Um, Erica and I have only been coming here for a little over a year now, but something that's really blessed me, one, the amount of guest ministers that we have come through. I've, I've been to a lot of churches between them singing and then home churches between my home church back home and then, you know, here and there in the military and then out here at the Pentecostal church and you'd have some people from a certain church, and that's it. Um, so I'm glad that we're able to be open to so much uh, of people, you know, other ministers coming, and then every time we went somewhere, we've gone to a couple meetings this last year in Texas, a couple in Pawnee, and um, everywhere we went, it was like they had known us forever. Um, we went to a, a minister's breakfast lunch thing that they had, and I'm like, I'm going to sit there. Satan was working on me real hard, and nobody's going to want to talk to the new guy. It's kind of become a joke, um, all because one day we had a guest minister, and he was like, who's the new guy? So that's just that's what I've referred to myself as. Um, but people like Andrew Wheeler, he was here a couple months ago. He came over while... Brother Danny Steeman was talking to me. He made a point to talk to me. And Brother Andrew came and sat down and waited patiently just to have a conversation with me. And I've never met him a day in my life until then. And then we go uh, to one of the dinners after service, and um, Brother Bohannon comes and sits down. And he goes, I've been meaning to, I've been wanting to talk to you since I saw you. And I'm just like, that's such a blessing to go somewhere where nobody knows you but the other eight people that went with you 
but everybody makes you feel that you're family. I've never once, especially not here, but anywhere else so far that we've gone to where I haven't felt like I was part of that family. So once again, want to encourage everybody, when we do have these meetings in like Pawnee that are two hours away, Claremore three hours away, um, do your best to try to make one Amen. service. If Amen. you've never been to one of them, I mean, it's, it's not just a lot of fun, but I mean, it is very powerful meetings and such good things. We had so many testimonies come out of the Pawnee meetings from the people in Pawnee that came up here to share them with us. Right. Um, things that were physically impossible for any doctor to do. That's right. cure, you know, cure pancreases That's right. and uh, just diabetes gone That's right. out of both of them. That's right. I mean, it, it, it's ridiculous. And, uh, but we always get told that God doesn't do that anymore and God doesn't move that and you've come too late to change my mind. Uh, I just, there's no turning back. Where else would you go? Like you said last week, where else would we go that you can see, you can physically see the power and the moving on a regular basis. It's not just the once a year tent meeting that you have, the small revivals and then you go back and everything's the same the next but I mean even just in the 30 people that we have here today the the testimonies of healing and deliverance and you know jobs just popping up out of nowhere I mean it you can't make this stuff up um, it's amazing to me that the amount of love that we've gotten just in the year that we've been here so I want to thank you for harboring that love and sharing it with everybody here and having a having a an atmosphere that everybody has. It's just you can feel it when you walk in the door. And it's I mean it it really is. And then all the ministers that come, uh, some of y'all would be surprised during the Claremore back here to Pawnee within a couple months, it was almost like all of us between Sam and me and Brother Doug, the guest ministers in Claremore, the guest ministers in Pawnee. Then months later, we go down to Amarillo, but it was like we had all talked to each other, and we were just sharing the same massive book of notes. And, you know, well, that can't happen. Well, the Bible shouldn't have physically been written to be able to carry a theme over a couple thousand years. But here we are. So... The same Holy Spirit was leading them, that was leading me, that was leading Sam. And it just, it all ties together so well that, I mean, it, you can literally see such a, I, I want to say central theme, but that's just Jesus. I'm horrible at words when I'm not up there. And it just kind of, it was really cool to see that, to see all of, because you could tell that there's no other way that, Wayne Lawson would be able to say the same thing that, you know, you were saying, that I was saying, that Doug brought up if God hadn't have been in the middle of it.
there's two places in hell. I'm not going to cry. <coughs> I could be literally anywhere else in the world right now. I could be a part of, of one of a million churches in the United States right now. <coughs> but God saw fit to put me here. And to piggyback off of um, what Charity said and what Emma said, <coughs> he takes you through bad times, through scary times, to show you who he is and to show you who you are. And I, I'm thankful that I'm learning that he made me him. And I've watched Miracle after miracle. I have a new husband, and he's not the same. And I'm thankful for that. It changes all uh, all your perspective about things. You know, I've heard all my life being raised in the message. People say, "Well, I'm just I'm just waiting for the rapture. I'm just, oh, just just one more day. I'm just going to make it to see." It, it, all that changes. The prophet taught that you'll call for the rapture. 
I'm not on? I'm on. You will call for the rapture. See, that changes your perspective. You're not, you're not waiting on the coming of the Lord. That's already happened. The word has already been unveiled. He's already come. All that's done. And right now, you're learning about it. You're learning how to live, how to shine the light of Christ, how to be Christ upon this earth. See, that changes the way you pray. It changes the way you love. It just because it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Who's next? Sister Vanessa. Say, so you better testify. agree with Erica and there's so many places in this on this earth that I could have could be right now so many different churches but the Lord with the skillfulness of his hand has brought me here Praise I'm so Lord. thankful and God I'm is so, so near and so dear to me more and more every single day he's done so much in my life and my heart um, I'll just bring three up I mean I'm so thankful you know with COVID last year that the Lord spared my husband's Amen. life Amen. I know he did his lungs were full of blood clots and he should not have lived but God spared his life I'm so thankful for that Amen. and there's been so big things little things but a miracle is a miracle you know when God heals a headache just like that ask him you're like why am I doing this I just need to ask him and he answers just like that a backache just big things little things pains and, and everything that God has you know healed me from I'm so thankful um, kind of a couple major things this year besides of course the Lord sparing my husband's life was um, the allergy that I had to the mold in our house a really big deal because I couldn't live in the house <laughs> and so um, and so I, I just finally just thought well can the Lord you know heal me from this and and uh, asked brother Sam and he was just like God can do anything and I thought well I know that but I I guess the Lord had to make me go through all the things I went through because I did learn a lot and all that and all that struggle until I thought until the Lord brought it to mind, I can heal you of this. And so it was, I'm thankful that Emma had said to me the week before after the Lord's healing, she said, Mom, why don't you just go home and try to sleep in your bedroom and just see? Because I know there's so many doubters in, that are going to say, oh, no, it's just a coincidence or you're making it up or whatever. But I went home and I was like, okay, I'll go. But no, the next morning, the whole lung thing, the head thing, the, the everything. And so I knew that it, and so... But um, Brother Sam and Brother Matt prayed for me, and I knew, I knew without a shadow of doubt uh, that God was going to heal me from that, and he did. Praise, Praise the Lord. Lord. I'm so thankful for that. And so I've been able to be back in my home. And um, also, um, I had a problem with a spur in my knee, and it was extremely painful. I had gone to the doctor, and they took an x-ray. They said I had bone on bone. They said I had, um, so I, I, I could hear what they were going to be saying next, you know, knee replacement or whatever, and, um, and I just thought, oh, man, I'm going to ask the Lord to heal this, and um, and he did. I went forward, and he, he took the pain away. There is no more pain, so praise the Lord for that. And <coughs> I, I kind of wish.
wish I could go back to the doctor just to get an x-ray to be like, you know, the Lord healed me from this because, (laughs) and and maybe I'll still get that chance, you know, next time I go to the doctor and they're like, well, how's your knee doing, you know, (laughs) I can say, praise the Lord, you know, this, um, he healed me, so, um, God has taught me so much this, this year, and um, I'm so thankful for so many things, but, and, and I just love you all so much, and so thankful for all of you. testimony was talking about sisters in Christ and we team that was here just a couple months ago. She went through the prayer line there uh, that second week maybe and she said she needed a number of surgeries and she had been had hip accidents and pancreatitis in the past few years with all, all the different things going on that happened amongst that and, and she asked, went up to ask for prayer and God just Her husband, Michael, he'd come through the prayer line and I remember he stopped Brother Timothy Miller which was here at the uh, Labor Day meeting stopped right he was right in front of me while we was praying and, and I remember Timothy grabbed his hand and started praying for him and I remember I can barely go back to know what he prayed but he said that he when he was here just a couple of weeks ago for our fall festival he was actually come to church and this was that Saturday Friday night Saturday and he was telling her how he's been a diabetic his whole life took the insulin shots all those things all in there never gonna change no matter what's never gonna change and he went to the prayer line and said Lord I want to be touched for that. God did it. You heard me right, God did it. You heard me right diabetes. And then he said that was in the middle of the second week of September. He said then it was what? We have end of August that week. So this one, about two weeks before. So it's been a month or almost a month and a half before since he's been to the doctor since the uh, since he got healed in that prayer line. Maybe a good solid month, something like that. And the doctor said, well, you'll, you'll never take insulin again the rest of your life. Wow. It's gone. He's like, you mean like just like intermittent, like just kind of, no, he's like, it's gone. You are no longer a diabetic. That man, 62 years old, 61, 62 years old. You are no, a doctor looked in the face and you are no longer a diabetic. So the great physician can do anything. If you let him. If you let him. But it's ridiculous how many times that we, we will fight him and we'll resist him and we won't, we're like, no, Lord, I, I'm not worthy. Of course, you're never going to be worthy. Never going to be worthy. No one here is worthy of divine healing. It's, it, it's unmerited favor. It's his mercy to us. It's his mercy to us. And the thing about his healing is, I tell you this all the time, it's past tense. His healing is past tense. All of God is the I am, the right now. He's the same God today as he was yesterday, as he will, but he's the same God right now. But he's, his healing was past tense. So before you were born, 2,000 years before any of you were born, when he said it is finished, you were healed of anything you would go through in your life. So when he was, he let them men, you understand the Prince of Peace, the King of Life, the Creator of Life, he let those men with wicked hands take him and tie him to a post and beat him beyond recognition to it ripped his flesh off his back. He was carrying your sickness. He was carrying your sickness. He had anything you've ever had. Bone spurs, breast cancer, you name it. There ain't nothing. Diabetes, blindness, every, you ain't, you ain't nothing that he wasn't carrying. And said just to be thorough, again, he let them. Don't ever mistake that he let them. Don't think they all, well, they just got one all. You don't get one over on God. He said, I'm taking this for her. I'm taking this because I love her. And I'll do this so she will have no pain. He's like, then to being so clear, so thorough, he said, I'll let you turn me over and hit my front as well. For there's nothing, nothing God can't do. 
nothing. How could you not love him? How could you not love him? Anybody else tonight? That's right. That's right. I think it was a Saturday morning to almost a Wednesday morning. I would have nonstop horrible five-minute cramps in my leg, and it I wanted it just to go away, and it wouldn't. And you can testify, because I came into church one Wednesday night, and I was limping. It hurt so bad, I couldn't put any pressure on my leg. And I, the service ended. I'm limping out of service. I'm putting my Bible up, and... I'm most likely not going to get this right, but you said, why are you limping? And I said, I've had nonstop cramps in these five days. And you pray for me, and I start shaking because I feel it just leaving. And then before, after that, um, I go up to the, for a well kid checkup, and this is when we discover, discover I have cerebral. I hated him so much because it was such a horrible curve. And again, I'm not going to get this right either, but he said when we went to the place to have the checkup and get the x-rays, he said, if you don't get a brace, then it's going to get worse and she can't amputate. And I'm like, I'm 12 years old and I'm biking to my service. So I go home, I go to my room and I'm crying panicky, I can't breathe, and mom asked me, do you want me to put it up on the prayer request list, and I said, no, I don't, like, I wanted to keep it to myself, no one else needs to know, and I finally said, please, <laughs> please, you can do it, and they put it up there, and then I, the last time Brother Jonathan Jones was here, dad picked me up to the prayer line, and he said, and they started praying for me, and it's gone. And on the way here, 
way here. I was planning because I knew I needed to tell this. Something told me, do you really believe it? And I said, I don't know. I don't know because I've, all, I've always doubted my faith. And I said, you know, I believe it because I know it's wrong. And then Sunday, Saturday night, evening-ish, this day, Satan's been trying to kill me every other day ever since. So Sunday night, my knee, this knee, and it always kind of has problems. I just like feel like it's twisted most of the time, and I couldn't, it what didn't really hurt, but it was definitely there. So then I just said, okay, whatever, I'll just forget about it. So we go home, I'm in bed, and then all of a sudden my hip and lower back feel like there's a knife in it. And I just said, I don't, what is going on? I didn't do anything. So I could barely sleep Sunday night, and then Monday morning I have a horrible headache, and then my hips and lower back hurt all day. And I said, Lord, I can't do I don't know what to do. So I prayed and I rebuked it and it went away. And then what was I uh, the, this morning I couldn't sleep one night Monday night. And then this morning I get up and it's all gone. It's all gone. I can walk again. Then I'm sitting at my desk, and all of a sudden, hips, knee, lower back, and all the headache just comes flooding back. And I'm like, I thought I was done with this. So, and Satan's telling me right now that no one's going to believe this. You're only 13. He says, you pray for this most of the time, a lot of the time, every day. He says, I'm only 13. This is all in your mind. No one believes you. And just a testimony, I'm not the same person. Especially when you started coming to this church, to tell you the truth, for a really long time, I thought I was going to die of cancer. I thought I was going to find my husband and my daughter. And I don't know. Believe it or don't believe it, but it's true because I would just didn't necessarily know what anxiety or depression was, but from what I thought it was, I definitely had it. So we started coming to this church, and it just slowly and slowly, I was more happy, and I wasn't in that dark pit anymore. And every day that I wake up, I realize I'm still alive. I have amazing friends, I have amazing parents, my parents have amazing friends that I'm somewhat friends with, that I love this whole church, but I don't know what it is, but I can't stop being happy a lot of the time, and I'm just very thankful that the pain is all gone.
Well, I just wanted uh, to tell your thanks to God that my dad's, you know, like alive and that he had another birthday to him, 63, you know, because we didn't think he'd be here, but, you know, the devil wanted him dead, but but he failed. The devil failed. That's right. He's here, and then I'm just, uh, I guess I don't know, like, where, I don't know, like, where my mom and Ruby and I don't know where we would be, like, if we didn't know God while my dad was in the hospital. I don't know, like, where, and where we would be. We'd probably be, like, in a bad situation if we didn't know God or we weren't close to God and we're, and I'm just glad that like we're getting, um, that I'm getting more closer to God. I obviously make mistakes and I'm not perfect, but I'm still like, I'm young and I'm in my young Christian walk, but I make mistakes, but I'm just glad that, and just glad that God has every day that he gives my dad a day life and every day that I get a day life, I just give him things that I'm alive right now. And I won't, and sometimes I just, um, wonder like if uh i get happy because sometimes i like picture like him um i want him to he i want god to one day use me to be a testimony to other people and like well there's a lot of people out you know there's a lot of people out there young people that are struggling or people that are out in the world a lot of people that are struggling it's sad but i want him to one day use me so i can be a testimony about what god's done in my life how he's changed me that's all i have to say I want to say hi to everybody. Everybody's been so nice to me since I started coming to church here. Um, one thing I want to say, thanks the Lord for giving me another chance to be alive. Uh, I want to thank my family. I got such a great family, my son, my daughter, my wife. They're really nice for me. <coughs> I feel kind of sad, you know, I don't have my side, so I haven't helped my family, you know, take care of it. But God's God helping me. Hopefully one of these days I get my side back. I would like to come back to work. I'd like Amen. to work. Probably I want to come back and do something for the church. Amen. I would like, like to paint. I'd like to do the gas, things like that. Praise I'd like to Lord. help people out a lot, too. Uh, I just want to say everybody's wonderful to you to me. I got everybody. Everybody had a nice Thanksgiving. Thank uh, you, Lord. We'll probably go see my family and enjoy with my Lord and my brothers and my sisters. <coughs> so I wish everybody a nice Thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Family musicians come up tonight. I want to say I'm a die preacher. It means a lot to me that you've come, that you've said the Lord. I've watched the Lord do things for your life, how each one of you are different. God is moving. There are a lot of times that you might not be able to see it in yourself, but I can see it. And I appreciate that so much because I'm not preaching about a dead God. I'm not preaching about a dead gospel. I'm watching him move in your life, and that means the world to me. I appreciate you so much. I pray that God blesses you so richly for all that your faithfulness here. Let's sing that song. I want to thank you, Lord. Um, can we sing that one? Then we'll come back. I want to thank you, Lord, for... Uh, I'll get it in a minute. Let's sing it out. Thank you, Lord, for Calvary. Let's stand on our feet tonight. Thank you, Lord, for love.
the praise. Oh, for you are my righteousness. Oh, Lord, I worship you, Almighty God. There's none, there is none like you.
for God's blessings in his life, what God has done for him and what God is still doing for him, how much a blessing he is to me and how much a help he is to me. And I really appreciate that. I wanted to ask him if he'd close out the service in prayer. Uh, and, and if he is, you'll be dismissed to go in the fear of the Lord and keep each other in prayer, lift each other up in prayer, call out the name of the Lord Jesus for your brothers and sisters. I love you and I appreciate you and I'm very thankful for each one of you. God bless you. First off, I just want to say that um, it, it's, I did, I spent, y'all know I spent 15 years in the military and something that um, one of my co-works and I talked about today said he finally, you know, when people thank us for our service, um, he said, he, he, we, we never know what to say. We normally just say thank you. He said, I figured out what to say. And it touched me more than he'd ever know too. He said, Thank you for being somebody worth dying for. And that went right back to scripture for me that, you know, there is no love, but somebody that, that no greater love than somebody that's willing to lay down their life. And I want everybody to understand that that is something that I am still willing to do here. My life is nothing without this church family as we grow. I have nothing, right? So I am willing to spiritually and physically, that's, that's why I stand here. I will stand in the gap to be that intercessor. Um, we talked about that here in this building, that we have that, that we can be that intercessor between our lost friends and family, but we can also be that intercessor, <coughs> excuse me, for our friends and, and family that don't know how to get there. They don't know what to say. They don't know don't how to. I, I'm, I'm going to stand in that gap for everybody here. So I just wanted to share that. Bow your heads with me. Father, we thank you for this service, and we thank you for your presence here today in this service. I thank you for each and every one here and each and every one that watched, will watch, will listen. Uh, I thank you for spreading the message from this little congregation internationally. We touch so many lives around the world and I hope to get to meet each and every one of them on this side of glory. And I thank you for giving me that opportunity to share your word with so many people. I thank you for giving each and every one here the ability to have so many testimonies to share. And those were just the top three or four that they had. I thank you for blessing us each and every one so mightily that we, we, we don't deserve any of it. But thank you for that grace and that mercy that is new each and every day.